I really can't stay. Maybe it's cold outside. I've got to go away. Maybe it's cold outside. The evening has been、I'm、hoping that you drop in. So very nice. I'll hold your hands there just like I. Mother will start to worry. Beautiful, what's your hurry? Father will be pacing the floor. Listen to the fireplace. So really, I'd better scurry. Beautiful, please don't hurt. Maybe just to have a drink more. Put some records on while I play. Neighbors might think. Maybe it's bad out there. Say what's in this drink? No caps to be had out there. Now I wish I knew how. Your eyes are like starlight to now. To break a spell. I'll take your your hand. I ought、well. to say no, no, no. Mind if I move in? At least I'm gonna say that I tried. What's the sense in hurting my pride? I really can't stay. Baby, don't hold out. Baby, I bet it's cold outside. She and him, with the song "Baby, It's Cold Outside." From a very she and him Christmas came out a number of years ago. Good evening, Davis, California. How's everybody out there this evening? My name is Jim. This is Live Tracks, and it is cold outside. We've had some very fall, early winter type weather out there, which is quite enjoyable. Makes a good contrast to what was going on a mere couple of months ago. Hard to believe. Yes, that's the valley. So it is the holiday season. It's official, and so I've got、uh, holiday season gift ideas. Some of which seem to be stuck to my catalog.、Hmm. Well, I'll deal with that during the next music break. <laughs>、um, I did want to throw this out. You can be. Chewing on this a little bit while you listen to、uh, the next group, people. Here's a trivia question. Thought maybe everybody'd get a kick out of. All right. What do Linda Eastman, Barbara Bach, and Meryl Streep have in common? What do those three women have in common? Linda Eastman, Barbara Bach. 
and Merrill Streep. Coming up now, about 19, mid-70s, there was a television special that came out with uh, Bing Crosby, huge, huge uh, music genius, singer. He, there's The statistics on Bing Crosby are off the charts as far as how many number one songs he had and it converted into modern-day dollars just how much he was making per year. But it's staggering. I believe he was making a million dollars a year or so on some of his good years back in the 30s. I can only imagine what that would be now. Almost as much as Aaron Judge is evidently going to be making per year, hitting a baseball for the Yankees. So this album is called Happy Holidays with Frank and Bing, and I believe it's some kind of uh, soundtrack, edited soundtrack from the television show. So it was distributed by some off-brand, probably was a commercial thing, Order Now. It's Collector's Gold, LP number 596, copyright 1977, distributed by Chelsea Distributors. So I'm thinking that these guys had the rights somehow to the soundtrack from the television show, and they just decided to release an LP. So let's give a listen. Bing Crosby and Frank Sinatra. And the setup is that there's a, a uh, you're in Frank Sinatra's home, and it's this opulent place, and Bing Crosby is over there to have dinner with Frank Sinatra. Uh, Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, well, you'd have to say it glows. All of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names. They wouldn't let poor Rudolph play in any reindeer games. Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Then how the reindeer loved him, and they shouted out with glee. Rudolph, red-nosed reindeer, gone down in history. Poor Rudolph, what a shiner, brightens up the whole darn sky. Poor Rudolph. Looks like a miner prancing across the sky. Say, um, I bet there's a couple in here you can wing, Frank. Well, heave it here and I'll give it a whirl. Yeah. Say, that was very bright on that. Now, here's one that most kids like. This kid does too. Stand by. You better watch out, you better not cry, better not pout, I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. 
He's making a list, checking it twice. Gonna find out who's naughty and nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. Oh, you better watch out. You better not cry. Better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good, so be good, be good for goodness sake. You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Yes, he's on his way. He's got toys all over the sleigh. Santa! Where'd you go? Oh, you're a pretty sneaky listener, you are. Yeah, you had Santa Claus really bouncing there, didn't you? He was leaping. You know, Frank, I was thinking with this fire and everything, we ought to take a swing at the Christmas song. Christmas song? Yeah, you know. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Wonderful song. Jack Frost nipping. At your nose, yuletide carols being sung by a choir, and folks dressed up like Eskimos. Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe helps to make the season bright. Tiny tots. With their eyes all aglow, we'll find it hard to sleep tonight. They know that Santa's on his way. Oh, Nick's coming, yeah. He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on the sleigh. And every mother's child is gonna spy to see if reindeer really know how to fly and so we're offering this simple phrase to kids from one to ninety-two although it's been said many times many ways merry christmas Children, listen to hear 
sleigh bells in the snow four songs that you just heard are parts of them anyway from Frank Sinatra and Bing Crosby. So you would have heard Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, the Christmas Song, and White Christmas. And it occurs to me there's a few folks out there that might be listening that to them, Bing Crosby or even Frank Sinatra are people that were over the horizon and in the next dimension long before they were born. So, for instance, the deeper voice of the two had more resonance to it. That was Bing Crosby. And it was said that he could talk in a normal tone of voice and out on a golf course, somebody going the other direction in another fairway would be able to hear him clearly. That's how resonant his voice was. Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Christmas Song was the third one you heard, and then a chorus song that Bing Crosby made famous in a 1942 movie, I believe it was, called White Christmas. And there's the song. So, kind of starts out a little bit of the holiday season. While I was listening to those guys from Days Gone By, I thought... Well, this would be a, a good, great gift idea, fit right in. And that would be the 18-foot Frosty the Snowman light show. Mm-hmm. It's an inflatable Frosty the Snowman who entertains kids and adults with a dazzling light show. He's got an internal projector that illuminates Frosty's bulbous belly with a kaleidoscopic display of multicolored lights Mm-hmm. Springs to life with his old silk hat, corncob pipe, and a candy cane in his hand. Yep. 18 feet tall. 
<laughs> I've had a few cats over the years that would have completely freaked out. And it is a little bit taller than the uh, Rudy uh, that I uh, inflatable thing, and then also another one. So, you know, you could really like for somebody living in a remote part of of a state, you could set all these guys up, all these different inflatable things. <laughs> but then let's go the other extreme. Let's say that you're listening in and you live in a metropolitan area. Well, nothing says security and peace of mind than the personal defense device. This is the personal security device as a built-in flashlight alarm and stun gun. Small enough to fit in the glove box or a pocket. It's got a 70 lumen flashlight. Illuminates pathways. Integrated alarm will scare away potential assailants. It's a 115 dB siren, folks. Can be heard from over 500 feet away. <laughs> I would think that would incapacitate almost anybody. And the device um, also has a... Uh, yeah... It's some kind of a stun thing, stun gun. It'll it'll incapacitate with a. It's got a powerful charge. Evidently, it causes pain and minor muscle contractions within one second. <laughs> it does have an on-off safety switch, which is a good thing. I can just see fumbling around in the dark for your keys, and all of a sudden you've stunned yourself. Well, see these things. You know, some of these are for adults only. Oh, goodness. Well, perhaps I'll get back to more of that a little bit later on tonight. Personal stun device. Is this a flashlight or a stun gun? Okay, so... Last week I was down at the Oddfellows Hall. And... The Thursday live concert series from which I get so much material over the years celebrated its 100th show down there at the Oddfellows Hall, even counting the, the gap that we had to leave uh, while we were uh, sheltering in place during the virus. And one of the groups that was down there last Thursday, December 1st, was the Muddy Waiters. And the Muddy Waiters have Don Fox normally as guitar player, but he didn't there. He wasn't making it that night. And so Bill Edwards, another fine, fine song composer and guitar player, plays a lot with Tracy Walton and... Um, Chris from Mumbo Gumbo, and they, they do a Webster Walton Edwards kind of a thing. <clears throat> so he, he does that also, and he sat in as guitar player, and this is the result. You'll hear Bill, Bill Edwards' voice introducing the song.
the sublime to the ridiculous. Here we go. We know this uh, season, uh, these holidays, uh, be being together and giving to each other is what it's all about. But that's, uh, there's this other thing that sneaks in. It's the uh, getting, it's the uh, having, it's, uh, it's the sensual delights that are so irresistible to the eye, to the nose, to the ear, all that music. But most of all, I can't help it, it's to the buds. So the buds, the taste buds, the food. This is this is uh, this is that right here. That's what a holiday's for, oh yeah. That's what a holiday's for. You start out right on Halloween night with door-to-door -door hors d'oeuvres. Then you drink a big bunch of holiday punch just to calm those holiday nerves. And if I found an added pound in the place I'd like at least, I'll get a reverse, but first things first, like the big Thanksgiving feast. I float in a gravy boat as we bow our heads in prayer Saying thanks for the food, thanks for the drink, and thanks for the sturdy chair All the kids in the neighborhood, they drop by to see That great big turkey getting stuffed Why y'all looking at me? I'm eating my way through the holidays Bite by beautiful bite I'm packing the freight Played by plate on the wings of appetite. Swallow some, wallow some, then I go back for more. I made my way through the holidays. That's what a holiday's for, oh yeah. That's what a holiday's for. Christmas goose, buckles busting, buttons popping, just a loose in my caboose. Eat till I hurt. Where's dessert? Say what have we here? Isn't that the same fruit cake that I gave you last year? I made my way through the holidays, bite by a beautiful bite. 
I'm packing the freight, plate by plate, on the wings of appetite. Swallow some, wallow some, then I go back for more. I'm eating my way through the holidays, cause that's what a holiday's for, oh yeah. That's what a holiday's for, that's what a holiday's for. much too kind. Thank you. Bill Edwards with the Money Waiters. I'm eating my way through the holidays. This is KDRT and Davis. Coming up now, Louis Armstrong with the song A Kiss to Build a Dream On. A Kiss to Build a Dream On. dream on and my imagination will drive upon that kiss sweetheart I asked no more than this I kissed the bill a dream on yeah. give me a kiss before you leave me my imagination will feed my hungry heart. Leave me one thing before we part. I kiss the bill of dream When I'm alone with my fancies, I'll be with you Weaving romances Making believe they're true Babe, give me your lips for just a moment And my imagination will make that moment live give me what you alone can give i guess i will let
when I'm alone with my fancies, yes, I'll be with you. Oh, women, romances, yeah, that I'm making believe that's true. Lend me your chops for just a moment And my imagination Will make that moment live Yes Give me what you alone can give I can't stop in the
KDRT in Davis, California. Welcome back. Christmas set of music there, a little bit different. I'm eating my way through Christmas. Started out that set of music. That was the Muddy Waiters with Bill Edwards on vocal and guitar. Recorded just last week, December of 2022, down at the 100th anniversary Hundredth show. Hundredth. <laughs> we're old, but we're not that old. The hundredth show down at the Odd Fellows Hall of Thursday Live. A kiss to build a dream on. That was Louis Armstrong, Louis Armstrong. Don't have a year for that. A number of years ago, I'm sure. Spend Christmas with me. That's Audrey Gold. G-O-L-D. It's from a very obscure CD that I think I found in the dollar bin or $2, whatever it is nowadays, down at the local record shop. Audrey Gold Garage Sale is stamped on the outside of the CD. It does have some kind of artwork on it, but it's minimalist. It does say that it came out in 2003. 
O. Tannenbaum. Now, that was Calvin Handy on the saxophone and the Jazz Patrol that were playing one of the Christmas holiday shows for Thursday Live down at the Odd Fellows Hall. It's been a number of years now since that one uh, was recorded. I want to say 2011, 12, something like that. And coincidentally, it happens to be one of the songs that is featured on the CD that KDRT has put out of holiday music. And it's going to be available now, actually, for donations of $75 or more to KDRT. We will ask you if you want the digital download or a physical CD copy, or maybe you don't want the music at all, but you'll have the opportunity with a $75 or greater donation. So that's all happening now, which is 2022 in December, and you'll want to take advantage of that if you're interested in hearing some of the music that's been recorded down at the holiday shows over the years. New York is a lonely town. That's the Trade Winds, another rather obscure group. Well, (laughs) yeah, aren't we all? Hey, you know, but the Trade Winds from 1966. It's off of, oddly enough, it's off of a CD entitled Surf and Hits. <laughs> Did sound a bit like the Beach Boys, didn't it? And finished with Summer Kisses, Winter Years. That's Julie Cruz. And that's from a soundtrack to a movie. And that particular song was produced by David Lynch. The movie came out in 1991 until the end of the world. And now we're back to now. Sorry, folks, that's been bugging me. The blinds were closed. I couldn't see outside. I'm staring at this blue blinds. I'm better now. Um, I think where I'm going to go now is sort of an extended, uh, extended Beatles thing. You know, my buddy Rod uh, featured some background and and music and things like that from John Lennon. John Lennon lived only to be 40 years old. He was born in 1940, and he passed away in 1980 on the front steps of the Dakota apartments, which he owned most of two different floors at that point. Uh, Opulent place that had been around since the turn of the last century, more or less, located on the north end of Central Park in New York on the east side. He was coming back 
from uh, being down at the record plant. I guess they had some kind of fun facilities there. His most recent album was getting ready to drop, or maybe it already had, and he had come out of a certain kind of hibernation, things like that, uh, where he basically withdrew from the music business for five years or so while his youngest child was being raised from an infant. So he wrote some songs over the years about baking bread and things like that. So he was murdered, shot in the back five times. Yeah, so anyway, uh, this day has always kind of had a little bit of a, uh, oh, basically, it, as I told Rod, this day left a psychic bruise, and I don't want to impart that kind of downer vibe after all that wonderful Christmas music and things like that, but I do feel it is necessary that I bring it up. This happened in 1980 on December 8th. But other events that happened in Beatles history on this date are certainly a lot more fun. In 1961, Brian contacted the EMI sales department on this date to try and get them an EMI record contract. It didn't work. Um, as it so happens, EMI is the parent company, or was at that time, of Parlophone Records, and that was who Brian eventually signed to, and George Martin, who was the producer and an executive in Parlophone Records. So Brian was out shopping him around, and you know, I think this date, yeah, it's probably correct. Um, the Beatles performed at the Cavern Club, on this date in 1961, and they had an evening show at the Tower Ballroom in New Brighton. And they were backing a, a Davy Jones, not the Monkees fame Davy Jones, but he was a black singer from America who was living in the United Kingdom. And very little is known about Davy Jones. There's some photographs you can find of him with the Beatles dressed in leather. Pete Best is the drummer, and they're playing in the New Brighton or the Tower Ballroom, which was a very old-school, opulent thing. It's kind of, well, it's, it's funky to look at, to be honest. If you can find some photographs of it, it burned down in 1969. They played a lot of concerts at places like that, but the Tower Ballroom was definitely a, a standout. 1963, they were at the Odeon in Lewisham. That was part of the Beatles' autumn tour. They did two shows in 1963. And also in 1963, it was the end of the first tour that was promoted by Brian and Arthur Howes. Some other groups that were playing, Billy J. Kramer and the, Dakota, and the Dakotas. 1965, they did a concert at the City Hall in Sheffield. Also in 1965, Day Tripper was number one for the first week entering the rankings in the United Kingdom. In 1966, in Studio One in the afternoon, they were recording the song When I'm 64. 
And in the evening, in Studio 2, they were recording from 7 p.m. till 3.40 a.m. Strawberry Fields Forever. There's a lot of takes that were done of that. A lot of takes. And so that was happening in 1966. 1967, the United Kingdom, the uh, smaller, uh, they called it an EP in the United Kingdom, Magical Mystery Tour in America. Capitol Records added a few extra tracks and turned it into an LP. Also in 1967, Robert Stigwood, who was the manager, among other things, of Eric Clapton and Cream, resigned his directorship in uh, North End Music, which was uh, uh, another one of those acronym alphabet soup companies that had their hand in Beatles affairs. 1969, they were doing some work on the song Octopus's Garden, which is sung by Ringo. At a very civilized time of 10 o'clock until about a little afternoon. And in 1980, as I alluded to before, John and Yoko, they gave an interview to Dave Sholin, S-H-O-L-I-N, for New York's KFRC-RKO radio. At 5 o'clock, John and Yoko left the Dakota Hotel to go to Record Plant. And at uh, 10.50, they left and returned to the Dakota Hotel. And at 11.07, Mark David Chapman did his dirty deed. Well, obviously I had a lot to pick from as far as a song to play after this day in Beatles history. I thought what I'd do is pull out the vinyl. On the Beatles Anthology 2, there are a couple of different takes of Strawberry Field, which was recorded this day in 1966. There's a couple of different takes of that And so you're going to hear a demo, a take one, and a take seven. And then after that, I'm going to play a couple more songs by the Beatles from their Love CD, which was a artistic reproduction, recompilation of Beatles songs for the Cirque du Soleil as a soundtrack for a very visual, acrobatic type show and so that'll take us down to well past the top of the hour so I want to thank everybody out there for listening and supporting KDRT here in Davis California here's John Lennon with George Martin the producer Jeff Emmerich as the engineer working on the song Strawberry Fields Forever And on this date in 1966...
kind of do it.
Octopus's garden in the shade. He'd let us in, knows where we've been in his octopus's garden in the shade. Ringo Starr on vocals, Octopus's Garden. Before that, you heard Strawberry Fields Forever off of the Love CD mixed in with a few other songs. And then before that, I indulged myself this evening. I thank you all for listening. And there was a little bit of uh, musical history there, but as I was saying earlier... There were a lot of takes done on Strawberry Field. And John Lennon, in the end, didn't really like hardly any of it. And he liked the second half one and the first half another, and it's all in the books. So you got to hear a little bit about how the song started out and how it was worked up, and then there was that funky like sound effects thing. They called it edit take and so that was the kind of thing the Beatles would do they'd put that in the background and then mix it underneath and so some of that you probably recognized from having heard the song itself which occupies a unique 
place in Beatles lore, and that is that it never made it to number one. <laughs> it was one of those peculiar ways that they measure album sales, well, in this case, uh, the single sales. And what happened was that they released it with two double-A sides, Penny Lane and Strawberry Fields Forever. And they sold gobs of them. Problem was that basically the sales results were divided between those two songs, and so neither of them made it to number one. And they were the first time in five years or something like that that they hadn't gone straight to number one. And I think it was Engelbert Humperdinck who had the song... It remained at number one. This is around the holiday season in 1966. George Martin lamented later on that they were both meant, Penny Lane and Strawberry Fields, were meant to go on the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band album, but they needed something to release for Christmas. And so that's why this was released when it was. So they were working on it this day, all those years ago in 66. It was released and... Anyway, so another historic figure in the history of rock and roll uh, passed recently, November 30th, I believe, and that was Christine McVie, uh, born Christine Perfect in about 1943. She was best known for being the keyboard player and some composer and singer for Fleetwood Mac. And she and Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham and Mick Fleetwood and John McVie formed essentially the most successful portion of the history of Fleetwood Mac. Toured all over. And what I'm going to do now is play a couple of songs that Christine McVie wrote. And this was on their tour that they started in the fall of 1979, and it continued on until the end of 1980. And this first song that I'm going to play you here was recorded in Oklahoma City on, hold on just a moment. Oklahoma City on the 22nd of August in 1980, so it was very close to the end of their worldwide tour. So this is a song being sung by Christine McVie, written by Christine McVie, and performed by Fleawood Mac.
Two songs from Christine McVie on vocals, Fleawood Mac from their 1980, 79-80 world tour. 
first one was over and over. And the second one, One More Night. First one was performed in Oklahoma City, 27 August 1980. And the second one, I think, was 1980. It was a private performance for the crew and friends at the Santa Monica Civic Auditorium. And I know they ended their world tour at two shows at the Hollywood Bowl right about the end of August in 1980. So could very well have been some time around then. I've been doing some research a little bit on who all was involved with recording. I won't go into any of the, the details per se, but I do want to make special mention... For the, the people that did the live recording, you had Ken Callett. He was also one of the producers for Fleetwood Mac, a number of albums. Biff Dawes. And then also on the live engineering, Trip Kalaf, K-H-A-L-A-F, and Richard Dashett. And Richard uh, went back into the day's when Lindsey Buckingham and Steve Nicks were not part of Fleetwood Mac yet. And so those guys incredibly talented to grab the sound that they did and things like that. It was very difficult. The history of Fleetwood Mac is a very good read for those of you that are music historians. Definitely don't, you know, don't want to miss out on, on reading some of that. I've got a little bit of time left here. Um, earlier in the show, I threw this out for you, a trivia kind of a thing. What do Linda Eastman, Barbara Bach, and Meryl Streep have in common? What do these three women have in common? The answer is that all three of them attended the Beatles' concert at Shea Stadium in New York in 1965. Of course, two of them ended up marrying. Linda Eastman married Paul and Barbara Bach in about, well, late 70s, maybe 1980, something like that. She married Ringo. And then there's Meryl Streep, arguably the most successful and famous of the three. Although, I mean, any one of them did well on their own. So what do I know? I do know. Here's something that everyone needs to know. How many segments in an orange? Okay. And it's different than if, if you have a navel orange. A navel orange has a different number of segments. So how many segments in an orange? I'll tell you. There's 10. Now, if you're looking at a Satsuma, for instance, I counted it the other day, and I only counted eight. But they're very small, and they don't grow, to, you know, to grown-up size. But a regular orange evidently has 10 segments. Navel orange, how many does that have? By the way, it's eggnog season, too, so you don't necessarily have to have a cold beer to listen to this show, you can have 
eggnog. <laughs> a navel orange has 20 segments in it. 20 segments. And this is KDRT in Davis, California.
Strange suspicion there might have been a few deadheads out there. Just like Jack the Ripper, just like Mojo. Jailer, one go up and one go down. Well, do your 
crazy auto Just like Wolfman Jack Clack your chains Catch your chain Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Achilles Wheel Trio with the song Ramblin' Rose. Finishing up that set of music there. That was recorded from a performance, the Odd Fellows Hall, 6th of September in 2018. And before that, She's a Healer from... Neil Young, and the 2002 CD, Are You Passionate? And it stands out as being a track on that CD that is unlike the others. In fact, not altogether sure it's... Yeah, okay, I got it. 
Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> what I said. This is KDRT in Davis, California. I've got one more song to send you on home with on this cool, slightly damp evening. Well, we all know that it's crunch time now out there in the in the shopping trenches. Are you one of those people that's already sent out all your Christmas cards and you've got all your shopping done and most of it's wrapped and you've got a Christmas tree and it's up and it's glowing and it's looking really good? Congratulations. Now, for the rest of us, how about the wall-projecting virtual target game? That's right, folks. It's a wall-projecting arcade game that challenges children or grown-ups, especially now that recreational marijuana is legal in the state of California, and you can take aim at virtual targets with laser blasters. So you've got a rotating console image thing, okay? It's projecting up onto the wall. And then it'll have, like, UFOs or ducks. <laughs> and so you turn the lights out in the room, and two guys or gals or whatever battle for the highest score. And the system console comes with built-in games, keeps score on an integrated digital display. The pair of laser blasters provide action sound effects that enhance the thrill of the game. So you could go that route. Or, for something, let's say, a little bit more grown-up, there's the all-media jukebox. This is the only full-size jukebox plays music from records, smartphones, CDs, iPods, SD cards, and the radio. And sort of uh, in a design of the Whirlitzer 1015 jukebox, seven color-changing LED lights, has a microprocessor-controlled turntable that'll play 33 and a third, 45 and 78 RPM records. It'll connect wirelessly to a smartphone, single-disc CD player, front-access USB, USB port. There's a SD card slot, digital AM-FM tuner, external speaker jack, aux input. It's got a 100-watt amplifier. Two full-range 40-watt speakers, two tweeters, five inches, and a six-and-a-half-inch woofer includes remote control. Wooden cabinet plugs into the wall, and it's one of those things where if you have to ask how much it costs, then you can't afford it. <laughs> that sounds cool, though. That's pretty much everything. From the LPs, didn't have cassettes. So, you know, there's that. All right, well, I've got one more song to go out of here with. And if you have donated to KDRT during our fall fund drive and you donate $75 or more, you'll be getting contacted by us and asking if you want <clears throat> to have the special limited edition CD of recordings from the Oddfellows Hall Winter Concert Series over the years. 
And so this would have been the one for Christmas time. So December's over the years. The CD is pretty much done. You'll also be able to digitally download it if that's the way you roll. So, coming up right now to close out the show is a song that's on that disc. And it's from the Kurt Rogley and Martin Lewis, otherwise known as Me and Him. And this has been Live Tracks on KDRT in Davis, California. Peace. Thank mm-hmm. you.